0: You're listening to the PMO Strategies Podcast, where PMO leaders become impact drivers. This is episode 201. Well, hey there, impact driver. Welcome to the PMO Strategies Podcast. I am your host, Laura Bernard. Today, we are going to talk about the term PMO. What it means, what it doesn't mean, why some organizations are moving away from calling their business unit a project management office, a program management office, a portfolio management office, a P3O, and moving toward other names for the organization. I'm going to share some insights on why business leaders like it, why they don't, and where the name might be going in the future, and whether or not you should consider changing the name of your organization. Before we dive in, this episode is sponsored by our big celebration on the very first ever International PMO Day. International PMO Day is an annual celebration that will take place on the second Tuesday in May every year. That's May 9th in 2023. So we are going to have our own opportunity to celebrate and elevate PMOs. The purpose of International PMO Day is just that, to celebrate and elevate PMOs. And so I want to celebrate with you. On International PMO Day, May 9th, we're going to host a workshop, a free two-hour workshop where I am going to share the most important game-changing technique that you can apply right away in your PMO, whether it's your first PMO or your 10th PMO, to elevate your PMO. Then after I share this game-changing technique that will help you change your life and the trajectory of your PMO and finally get you that seat at the table to help your organization thrive, I'm going to let you get in the hot seat with me. Now, normally the only way to get coaching from me is in the Impact Accelerator Mastermind or in our six-figure consulting client engagements. And on this special day to help all of us celebrate PMOs, we are going to let you get in the hot seat with me and get some free coaching. So bring your toughest challenge, your biggest question, your roadblock, your frustration, whatever you've got going on that is preventing you from elevating your PMO in your organization and we will tackle it together. Now, of course, there's limited spots. So if you wanna be one of the lucky few to get some real-time laser coaching from me, then you must sign up immediately to grab one of those spots. And if you haven't quite decided whether or not you're going to get in the hot seat with me, you still wanna be there for the live coaching because here's what my Impact Accelerator Mastermind Coaching students know. They learn so much from the questions they didn't even think to ask. And they also realized how many other people have the same challenges that they do. So in this free two-hour workshop to celebrate and elevate PMOs, I'm going to teach you exactly what to do to elevate your PMO. And then you will get your chance to ask me your toughest question. And we will do some live coaching right there in the workshop to help you get unstuck, move forward, and ultimately elevate your PMO for greater success. And as my coaching students and clients will tell you, you do not want to miss this opportunity. You're getting to leverage my 25 years of experience in the PMO space. And I can tell you that we can solve your problems much faster than you think. So you've just got to show up, submit a question. And if you want to have one of those limited hot seats where we spend a few minutes laser coaching you and solving your toughest problem, then this is the perfect opportunity to do so. Just register for free at pmostrategies.com forward slash PMO Day. That's pmostrategies.com forward slash PMO Day. And I cannot wait to see you there. Okay, let's dive in. Now, this episode is sponsored by our celebration of PMO Day, the first ever internationally recognized PMO Day. And here I am doing an episode on whether or not you should call your organization a PMO. Don't worry, I will explain that completely in this episode. And whether you call your organization a PMO, a strategy delivery office, a strategy realization office, a transformation office, an agile transformation office, it doesn't matter. The purpose of your organization is to help the broader business realize its strategy with the highest possible return on investment as quickly as possible. So that means you should be with us on International PMO Day. No matter what you call it, your people are going to be there. Your people are going to be celebrating International PMO Day all around the world. And no matter what you call it, in my mind, if it looks like a PMO, it acts like a PMO, and it's doing the things a PMO actually should be doing, then you'll definitely appreciate being with your community celebrating this special day. You can learn more about the event and how to celebrate at internationalpmoday.com, or you can join us for our celebration on International PMO Day, where I am going to help you by celebrating, elevating, and educating you and your peers on what the PMO actually is all about. So to set the stage for what we're going to talk about at our celebration of International PMO Day, let's talk about this name PMO and what's happening in the industry. Is the PMO evolving? Is it being left in the dust? What's actually happening in the minds of business leaders and inside organizations around the world? And how might you prepare best for the future of your organization no matter what you call it? So let's talk about PMO. Now, I have a company called PMO Strategies. This is the PMO Strategies podcast. And I've had people come up to me and say, you know, PMO is a thing of the past. Maybe you should consider changing your name. Maybe you should consider changing the company name or the podcast name. Maybe, and maybe something like that might happen in the future, but it won't be because PMO isn't a meaningful term. What's going on, though, is that a lot of organizations remember the old school PMO, somewhere between when they started decades and decades ago and what they have evolved to today. There was a time period when this department, this project management office kind of lost its way. Now, there's a lot of us working in the industry to get that back on track, and that may be enough. But it really depends on what people think about the PMO in your organization. And as you know, if you've listened to this podcast, I'm all about meeting your stakeholders where they are and going on the journey with them instead of trying to force them into a cookie cutter approach or terminology or name that doesn't suit the goals you're trying to achieve or get people excited about engaging with you. Now, PMO could stand for Project Management Office, Program Management Office, Portfolio Management Office. It could be like a P3O, which means it could be all three of those things, or something in between. But traditionally, it's been a centralized department in organizations that is responsible for overseeing and managing projects, standardizing project management practices, and providing support to project managers. It has been seen as a key function to ensure that projects are completed on time, within budget, and at a high quality that achieves the scope intended. However, over the years, the term PMO has gained some baggage in certain organizations due to the negative experiences with poorly implemented PMOs. Now, if you ask the internet what a PMO is, usually you're going to get on time, on scope, on budget, templates, tools, and process, focus on methodology, etc. And if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that I have a different perspective on what the PMO should and shouldn't be doing. And my perspective is built on 25 years of real world experience, not a bunch of theory that falls apart quickly when faced with real world business challenges. And we'll get back to that in a minute, but you've got to understand what's been happening in many organizations and why so many business leaders have moved away from the term PMO. It's developed a negative connotation associated with the way certain organizations have implemented the PMO. Many leaders have battle scars from past experiences with PMOs that failed to deliver the business value intended, those expected results, or they created so much additional bureaucracy in the organization that nobody felt like they could get anything done. And what is the result of all this? A lot of organizations are hesitant to embrace the traditional PMO approach and are looking for alternative ways to achieve their strategic goals. And this is exactly why so many organizations moved away from PMO to Agile transformation. But ironically, what happened when a lot of organizations moved away from the PMO and traditional waterfall project management practices toward the agile transformation movement? Well, it failed for a lot of the same reasons PMOs were struggling. There was way too much templates, tools, process, governance, oversight, and doctrine about we must do things in this way that it became the new bureaucracy. That and... A lot of these organizations forgot what mattered most in this process, doing it in a way that brought people with them through change. You see, organizational change management is a fundamental must-have set of skills and resources and knowledge and understanding and application to make any good change happen and stick. And the problem is that a lot of organizations that attempted agile transformation found themselves just shoving change at people and creating a worse situation than what they already had, therefore making people reluctant to actually engage at all. That was my experience as well. Before I started PMO Strategies 10 years ago, I was in a lot of different roles in different organizations, and some of them positively embraced the PMO. And some of those organizations did not. I can think of several times where the name of the organization that I was running or was in was not called PMO, but had a lot of the similar capabilities. And sometimes that was because the business leader in the organization that I reported into didn't like PMO because they would had such a bad history with it. Other times it was because it didn't quite fit what the business believed their role was in delivering this PMO. So it might've been called a strategy delivery team or a business transformation team or an operational change management team. And frankly, all of them were doing a great deal of what a good PMO should do. But if the people that I was engaging with didn't appreciate PMO, and in fact, I remember one time, one of the people that I worked with was so upset when I kept saying, you know, there's a lot of PMO practices that we can leverage here, and that's my background and my experience I could be helpful, and would literally yell, this is not a PMO. And I thought to myself, well, if it looks like a PMO, and it acts like a PMO, and it's delivering like a PMO, why are we so afraid to call it one? But what I realized is that it was because this person and a few others in my career didn't have good prior experiences with PMO, whether they came from the consulting world where PMO was all about big, heavy templates and process because that would make the consulting company more money. Or if they just had experiences in more agile implementation environments and felt like that was more nimble and flexible. Or if they just had bad experiences in general. Whatever the reason, there were many times where PMO was a four-letter word, not a three-letter word, if you get my meaning. And what that experience taught me was that I had to meet my business leaders and my stakeholders where they were. If they didn't like the name PMO, why was I trying to shove PMO at them? You see, when people have a negative experience and PMO is a negative connotation for them, why would we push it? because you're just going to hit more resistance instead of maybe leaning into what they do value, what they do care about. I've had this situation with many of our clients since starting our company PMO Strategies 10 years ago. Many C-suite executives have come to us because they know that they need some of the good stuff that a PMO does, but they come to our website and they see that we aren't all about the traditional, heavy, bureaucratic templates, tools, and process PMO. We are about solving big Business problems and driving greater business value by delivering on the strategy much faster and with much greater ROI. And that speaks the language the executives love. And it's true. I mean, that's what we do. So when C-suite executives find us, it's normally because they were referred by another C-suite executive saying, no, 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 really, Trust me, they know what they're doing and they're not going to create a big, monolithic, heavy, bureaucratic, challenging behemoth that slows everything down. In fact, you're going to be able to accelerate your progress. Those referrals come from one organization's big wins working with us, sharing that with other organizations. And that's awesome. And you can experience that same thing. You see, if you create a PMO, or we'll talk about some other possible names for it in a minute, that is truly driving real business value and helping people get wins and is connecting with people on what it does and how it does in a way that's really solving problems for them and helping them have bigger successes much easier, then you're going to have that referral kind of business as well internally. That's why we teach our Impact Engine program participants about that whole referral process and using the right marketing and communications to not sell the value of the PMO, but let the value of the PMO be obvious because it's what others are saying about the value you're bringing to the table. It's just a total game changer. Anyway, that's for another episode. But think about it. If our business, being called PMO Strategies, is still attracting a bunch of people And business leaders, especially that don't like the PMO concept, then we must be doing something different. And that's what it's all about. No matter what you call the organization, if it's providing real business value, measurable wins, and has stakeholders really excited and engaged, you're going to be able to continue to build on that. Your brand will rebrand the PMO concept there because you're having those successes. But you may not want to start there because you won't get that far if you insist on calling it PMO, and people in your organization have such bad experiences with PMO. So you need to meet them where they are, and this is what has happened for several of our folks in our Impact Accelerator Mastermind, our Impact Engine System programs, and several of our consulting clients. You see, what we have done, as we've said, listen. Let's make sure this organization is serving the business the way the business wants it to be serving the organization. So we meet with the executives and usually talk through with them the vision for the organization and what business problems it's there to solve. Now, we guide our program participants through this in the Impact Engine system and show you exactly where to do it and how to do it and how to bring them through that process and get all that engagement. So we have tons of real world examples with our clients and with our program participants and students and coaching participants all getting the same kind of results. So let me talk to you about what that looks like. One alternative that has gained some traction amongst business leaders is this concept of a strategy delivery office. Now, when you come to our celebrate, elevate and educate Live workshop on International PMO Day on May 9th. I'm going to talk to you about this a little bit. So definitely make sure you've registered before the event so that you can be there to join us and talk through some of these concepts and ask me questions live. I'm going to take as many questions as I can during this live workshop. But what we're going to talk about is this concept of potentially a strategy delivery office and why, for some organizations, not all, that is proving to be a better alternative. Now, I am not saying you should not have a PMO. I am not saying you should change the name of PMO. I'm just saying that in some cases, you need to meet your business leaders where they are And if they have a negative connotation or a negative experience with PMOs, that could halt your progress. So just consider another name, another concept, such as something like strategy delivery office. But here's how you do it. You don't just rebrand or rename. You need to talk to your business leaders about it and talk to them about what it is they're looking for as the outcomes of this organization. Again, I'm going to teach you some things to think a little bit differently and talk a little bit differently about what you could be doing as a PMO on May 9th. So definitely be there so that you can learn what my Impact Engine system participants learn right in the beginning of the program. So as you think about your organization, what our clients have generally done, this is what we've advised them to do is to build those relationships with the stakeholders like we teach them to do and have conversations about what that PMO should look like and what business problems it's going to solve. Not project problems, business problems. We take them through that whole journey. And as part of that journey, when we really expose to them in the assessment stage, stage two, all of the pain points and the challenges and address the organizational change management components and have the business leaders help develop the strategy and the priority of the pain points that are going to be addressed, that's a perfect time to have a conversation with them about the future of this PMO and what business problems it's going to solve and how it could become the right hand of the executive leadership team, how it could become the implementation engine for a strategy leader or a chief strategy officer or a CEO or a president they need. And when you put yourself in their shoes, it can become kind of obvious what they need. What they need is to be in the space of creating the ideas, setting the strategy, and then they need to make sure that that strategy is delivered because they're accountable for it. And you, my friend, are armed to help them deliver it. Now, some people will say to me, what strategy? We don't even have a strategy. Well, someone in your leadership team probably does, but they're not doing a great job with communicating it. Well, guess what? That's where you can come in. You can come in at the front end of the process to actually help them set that strategy up for success, communicate it effectively, align resources and the work to that strategy, and create a portfolio of initiatives that is in direct alignment with the strategy, as opposed to reverse engineering it, where you are getting that strategy thrown over the fence to you maybe wholly or in parts, and then having to backtrack projects and align them to the strategy after the fact. So there's definitely some work you can do there. And of course, there's tons of work you can do to ensure that the right metrics are happening beyond on time, on scope, on budget for projects across the portfolio to ensure that they're actually helping to accelerate getting to that return on investment and business value for the strategy. So there's tons that you can do to support the full strategy lifecycle. And when you start talking to your business leaders about these kinds of things, which I'm actually going to teach you on International PMO Day, then they might have some different viewpoints in mind about what the PMO is actually all about. So for example, with our clients, we've engaged the executive team, talked to them about this new perspective of the bigger role that the PMO can play. And when we do, we ask them, what do you think we should call this organization? Where do you think it's going to be driving the most value? How do you want to engage with our organization? What are the possibilities of what this organization could do to support solving the challenges you have? Now, again, we don't let them get into solutioning, but we want them thinking about the possibilities of what this organization could be for them. And historically, when we've done that, we've heard things like, well, this business unit isn't really a strategy office, but it seems like it is responsible for delivering on that strategy, or it could be, or you're supporting the whole strategy lifecycle process. Maybe we'll call it something related to that. The idea is that you want your executives and your business leaders to see it bigger than templates, tools, and process. So if they're bogged down in thinking that the PMO and project management is all templates, tools, and process, which you know not to be the case because you're listening to this podcast, why push a boulder uphill when you can have them aligned with you right from the start? How do you get your business leaders on board and aligned with you and aligned with your thinking that this is an organization that becomes the execution arm of their strategy? But to be an execution arm of strategy, it can't just be about strategy execution. It has to be about supporting the entire strategy delivery process. So it can't just be about projects and templates and process and tools and things like that that you would do in the project execution or strategy execution space. You have to be in a position where you're supporting the whole life cycle. Again, I'm going to walk you through all of this in the upcoming May 9th International PMO Day celebration that we're doing. So you don't need to do anything rash. You don't need to change the name overnight. You just need to create some more awareness yourself about how your organization engages with you now, how they see your organization, and what the brand is of your PMO. And if it's strong, great. You don't have to change the name. You can start talking differently about what you do and the value you bring to the table to elevate that message, like we'll talk about on May 9th, but you don't have to actually change the name. However, if you are hitting resistance, if you're not seen as valuable, if you're not seen as really elevating the organization's ability to deliver strategy, then it might be time to lean into what they do care about. Consider a rebrand so that you can get people on board with supporting your organization and getting you that seat at the table so that you can truly help the organization deliver on strategy. So I'm not saying the name PMO needs to go away, but I am saying You need to meet your business leaders where they are on this journey and go with them in a way that has them supporting you, having your back, and positioning you for success. A strategy delivery office is not limited to managing projects, but focuses on aligning the whole portfolio with strategic objectives, driving strategic initiatives, and delivering value for the organization as a whole. So just remember to meet your stakeholders where they are. Don't push a boulder uphill if you don't have to. If you can go on flat ground and go with them and not face resistance and get to the same outcomes that you're trying to get to, then give yourself that easier path. Figure out what your business leaders care about, engage on that front, engage in that way, and earn that seat at the table. You can take that seat at the table if they see you as being worthy of it. And the way they're gonna see you as being worthy of it is to see you and your business unit. That's right, it's not a project, it's a business unit. Your business unit as the strategic business asset they need in order to move the chess pieces across the board and win the game of strategy delivery. Now, one thing you might be wondering with this possible change in name that you might be thinking about doing for your PMO is what happens with all that great project management experience that I have? Well, some PMO leaders have a lot of project management experience and some don't. And in some ways, that could be an advantage, not having a lot of PMO or project management experience. I'm going to explain why in the next episode, but I just want to be super clear with you. Listen, I grew up in the project management world. I got a computer science degree. I started doing technical leadership, started doing project management, built my first PMO in 1999, and I am all in. I've been on the board of PMI chapters for 12 years. I have been supporting project management specifically through the nonprofit that I co-founded called Project Management for Change. And I mean, our company's name is, at least currently, PMO Strategies. So I'm with you. I'm in. For all of you that are in the PMO and project management space, I mean, I'm a co-founder of International PMO Day. I am here with you. I am in with you. And I also know that it is important to meet your stakeholders where they are. And if you have stakeholders that are not going to be fond of a PMO title, then you might want to consider a different title for now. And if you are a professional that does not have a lot of PMO or project management experience, that's perfectly okay too. Everyone is welcome because a part of what the PMO is about is helping the organization deliver on strategy. And there are strengths in other parts of the organization and other skill sets and backgrounds that can be super helpful in creating and celebrating and elevating the PMO globally. All of us that are part of International PMO Day and all of these great events that we're doing to support the community are all focused on celebrating the best of what a PMO can be and the best of project management. So everything that we provide to you, everything we're doing is all about helping you celebrate and elevate your organization. And to do that, we have to educate you on the various ways that you can get there. And in my mind, the path of least resistance that gets you a seat at the table is the path you want to take so that you can have that big business value that is possible For PMOs, no matter what you call it in your organization. And the same goes for the title of the PMO leader and the education experience and background of the PMO leader. So, next week, I'm going to talk you through some examples of students of ours, clients of ours, people that we have known in our past, and even roles that I played that didn't strictly come because of my PMO and project management background. So, more on that next week. For now, I want to make sure that you are joining me on International PMO Day, May 9th. Just go to our website, pmostrategies.com forward slash PMO Day and plan to celebrate with us. I have three things that I'm going to do with you on International PMO Day when you sign up for our free workshop. We are going to celebrate PMOs. We are going to talk about how you elevate your PMO and I'm going to educate you by answering your toughest PMO challenges and questions. So make sure you're registered today and if we have enough seats left, You may even be able to get in the hot seat with me and have me do some coaching with you live. All right, I will see you very soon at International PMO Day, our celebration of International PMO Day we're doing here at PMO Strategies. I cannot wait to see you there. Just go to pmostrategies.com forward slash PMO Day to register for free and get some live coaching, learn about the things we're talking about here on the podcast even more, and let's go make a big impact together. Bye-bye for now.